This is the EWN Podcast Network. When life and business is chaotic, it is hard to see the beauty that comes from it. But I'm here to tell you, you are not alone. I am your host, Ashley Stone, and I am your chaos coordinator. I believe there's always a message in the mess we can experience in our personal lives and in business. So join me on the journey of running multiple businesses, self-caring it up, and designing a life for my family. This won't be just my story. It will be the many stories of remarkable women that have inspired me and will inspire you to discover the beauty behind the chaos. Hey beauties, my name is Ashley Stone and I am your host of Beauty Behind Chaos where we unpack the chaos, we find the silver lining on the other side and discuss all the things in between. And today I'm here with a guest, Miss Cassie McQuitty. Hey girl. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. You want to formally introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Cassie McQuitty. I am the CEO of Christ Haven for Children, a children's home here in Keller, Texas. It's actually been in the community for 68 years, which is Pretty crazy. That is so wild. Yeah. So this is okay. For all transparency, this is our first time doing video and audio at the same time. So I'm a little disheveled. And at the same time, I'm like, I don't know where to look, but (laughs) we're here. So I'm so excited about this dynamic. So we're gonna get all kinds of coverage to um share this this podcast and what we're gonna talk about. But um, let's dive into Christ Haven because Christ Haven is such a unique organization and just so impressive. So like, what is Christ Haven? So Christ Haven is a children's home um, here in Keller. But when I say the word children's home, people automatically have this like image in their head of what it is. And that's the exact opposite of what Christ Haven looks like. When you come to our campus, we look like a neighborhood of homes. We operate like a neighborhood of homes. That's intentional. Our heart for the kids that live on our campus is family. So when you come there, that's what you feel. Our houses look like yours does, right? Like, bustling, running kids back and forth, homework, football, band, whatever. Um, That's what it is. The kids that live in our homes were placed there voluntarily by a caregiver, which typically means um, for whatever reason, their family can't provide for them. They've been abused, abandoned, neglected, and they come to live with us for as long as they need us. And I think that's what I love most about Christ Haven is we can stand in the gap for families for however long that season looks like. And sometimes that looks like six months. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that looks like 16 years. Wow. But whatever it is, we at Christ Haven get to be family and community. And it's just a huge blessing to get to know these kids and their families and um, just see so much um, talent and heart and they're just awesome kids. And That's so awesome. serving them is amazing. I will say, like, I've I've toured the facility and uh, not even the facility. Like, the, it's like a mini town. Yeah. Like, it, it is. is. It literally is. You have, like, your neighborhood of the houses. There's even a church. Yes. And then you have a horses. You we have do. animals. We like, do. there's a farm. Do the kids get to participate in that? Yeah. So, um, pretty cool things about Christ Haven is everything that you see on our property is typically a partnership with someone else in the community that's mutually beneficial. So, mm-hmm. for example, the horses on our campus is this awesome place called Pocket Ranch and she does private. Yeah, they're awesome. awesome. Um, Candace out there does private lessons for kids in the community. And then she also offers them to our kids. And I'll be honest, when she came, she's like, oh, I'll honor. uh, We'll do free horseback riding lessons. And I'm like, okay, we'll see who takes us up on that. 
Like more than half our kids did. Oh, and to nice. get half of our kids to agree on any one activity, I mean, think about your house. That's hard, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're all like, I'll ride horses. I want to do this. And you have a large age range. We too, do. So. Yeah. So that's been super fun. And she's actually offering it to our staff now too. That's amazing. Yes, because horseback riding is therapeutic. I was going to say it's therapeutic. And it I'm is. sure with the kids that you guys have, that's a, a great like outlet. And it something is. Something that they wouldn't have normally had access to. That's so. right. And you laugh. Yeah. And like, nobody's great at it until you've done it for a while. Right. So we're all on a level playing field right. of learning this together. That's super fun. That's amazing. Yeah. And then, so speaking of that, I want to actually, um, I have an episode in my head that like, I keep hearing this word of just like collaboration and community and, um, community over competition and all of these things. When I think about just business and, and just how to show up and the things that you do, and those are like my main like kind of pillars. And so you guys epitomize that with what you do. So you rely on collaborations. Absolutely. You rely on the community to come together. Yeah. So you not only work with them, but then who else? What other organizations do you typically work so with? We have a ton of organizations. Actually, even that share space with us on campus, okay. campus which is really unique. Um, so my background, I came from United Way. And if anybody knows about United Way, the whole premise of that is nonprofits collaborating together to make community better. Mm -hmm. Because you don't have to be an expert at everything. Right. right. Like be good at what you're good at. hundred percent. Right? Bring yes. the people around you that are good at what they're good at and let them do that. And, yeah. You know, I think about that when I built my team. I think about that when I surround myself with my people, my tribe. Yeah. Um, and we definitely do that at Christ Haven. So we have um, an organization out there called TAG, which is an aquaponic growth um, organization. Okay. Literally, he uses our property as a data research training and then he goes and builds these aquaponic farms on orphanages in third world countries. Wow. So we get to be the place where he practices and learns. That's and amazing. then our kids get to help him in that space. We have one that's worked for him for a couple of years. We get the produce, which is super cool. But our kids have like learned what this looks like. And I'd never seen an aquaponic farm before. Yeah. And we get to do that. Um, Teen Life is an incredible organization in the community that goes into the public school system and offers support groups for at-risk teens. Okay. Um, it's an eight-week support group where it's just a safe space for kids to come and talk about anxiety, depression, home life, suicidal ideation, any of those things that they're experiencing in a small group atmosphere inside the schools, they share office space with us. Wow. So, I feel like these are all things like that are need in general, like in our yes. overall community yes. and the things that you hear with what's happening, like with youth in, in general, I feel like with everything that's going on with after the pandemic and then just all the shifts and changes in social media, yep. it's like, those are incredible resources for anybody. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. You know, that's, that's an important point, Ashley, when people talk about even the kids at Christ Haven as, our kids are your kids, mm, right? Yeah. And so um, anxiety, depression, social media pressure, everything that's happening and what kids are exposed to, it doesn't know socioeconomic boundaries, right? home life boundaries. It affects everybody. Yeah. Um, so understanding and knowing those resources is huge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So as the CEO, so like I, we talk a lot about entrepreneurship and small business and leadership. So, I mean, you absolutely have uh, a leadership role with what you're doing. So have you always, how long have you been a CEO, whether it be for Christ Haven, have you always been in this type of role? Yeah. So I've been in nonprofit for a couple of decades, which seems <laughs> because I don't think I'm old enough for that right. to be the case, but it is. Um, I have been the CEO at Christ Haven for three and a half years. Prior to that, I was consulting. And so my role was to 
go in and do development and strategic planning for other executives in nonprofits. My background or my start was in United Way. And okay. I truly believe that that's like the best training ground for anyone who wants to make an impact. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about influence, but yes. I think that's why I've been on this journey of like thinking through who took time to be an influence on me early in my career um, at United Way. There were some really powerful women yeah. that took the time to um, not just pump me up or teach me things, but like give me real criticism, mm. harsh stuff, right? Like being a woman in leadership, especially at the age that I was then, I needed someone to give me some hard truth. Yeah. I, I feel like we always still need that too, as we Absolutely. like grow and develop in what we're doing. Like I'm experiencing that now, like I'm starting to like transition a little bit and like consider new things. And I'm just kind of like, Ooh, like it's so easy to stay in your comfort zone yeah. and you need someone to push you out of your comfort zone. Yeah. It's, it's in the discomfort where you grow the most. Absolutely. And so, so yeah, I would love to kind of dig deeper into that because yeah. I feel like I'm even experiencing that myself. I always say like with this podcast, I'm like, I listen to these back and I'm like, I always learn something. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm here to learn too. I love it. Um, so, so talking about influence and, and impact is also like another big word for mm-hmm. me is like creating impact in the things that you do. So what's your view on influence? Like, what do you, what do you perceive as influential? So I've really been thinking about a lot and I even reached out to you about this recently. So many of our kids and I work with teens and tweens all the time. Yeah. Um, I love this generation. I say all the time, like we hear things, we see things, but I encourage people to like live with this generation because man, they're talented, they're resourceful, they're resilient. They're so much more talented and equipped than I feel like we were at this yes. age. Yes. I have a, um, I have a son that he's 17 going on 18. Yeah. And like, sometimes I'm like, well, he grew up in an entrepreneur household. So maybe he's picked up some sure. things obviously along the way, but even still there's things like he knows and right. just naturally is doing that. I'm just like, okay. Blown yeah. away. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So with they all, a lot of them talk about wanting to be an influencer, right? Yeah. My girls talk about this. I have two daughters, 11 and 12. Um, so we see a lot of influencers, we follow a lot of influencers. And so it really got me thinking about that a lot. And um, I remember going to a pink impact several years ago and one of the pastors saying, we've all been given authority mm. over something. Yeah. Right. So it's like, how do you take that authority? How do you use your platforms and what do you want to use it for? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm talking a lot about that with my own girls and with people that I have influence over. Like we all have influence. Right. Right. It's how you use it. It's um, the influence that you have in the day to day. You have influence in a drive through. It drives my girls insane. But like (laughs) if we're at McDonald's and the drive through worker has a pretty smile, I say it. Right. Like that is that's influence. That's impact on somebody's life. And that so, is so true. I think, I think nowadays you think of when you think of influence, it's like the word influencer. So you right. think social media and you think, Oh, well, if I just do this, or if I have this many followers, then I'll be an influencer. And it's like exactly what you're saying. It's like, no, you can actually make an impact and influence people in just your, even your small circle. Absolutely. Just like they say, like, uh, I don't know the exact, I'm really good with like coining phrases that I don't know the phrase yes. of, but it's okay. like, it's like the, the five people that you're surrounded by. Um, it makes a difference in what are the things that you're surrounding yourself in? Cause what's influencing you, right? Never mind, you know, what kind of influence you can have on other people, but what are you surrounding yourself with and what's being influential in your life? Whether it be music, whether it be the books you read, the people that you're on, there's so many aspects that 
you know, a lot of people don't really think about as far as like the influencer part. Because I think that word was slightly hijacked with just social media. Yes. <laughs> so there's so many other ways. Yeah. So we're talking a lot um, on campus with people that want to be influencers. Like, that's great. Be an influencer. Be but a what good you, influencer. But what do you want to influence that's about? Right. Like, like, what is your platform or what do you yeah. what do you stand for? Yeah. Because you can sit, you can do TikToks and tell people what concealer to buy. <laughs> I'm yeah. using one today that I heard about on TikTok. <laughs> like, nice. For, or you can use that same platform to help make change in the child welfare system or whatever it is, right? Yeah. That's important to you. So I just feel so strongly that we all have a platform. We all have an opportunity. I also, um, as a believer, know that when we're trustworthy with little, yeah, we're giving more, right? And so I think that it's important to watch and be mindful of whom and how we're influencing every day yeah. and whom and how we're allowing to influence us every day, especially if you want that to grow, right? Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. So what would be those things like in terms of um, determining like what are, I, I always, for me personally, I'm always kind of thinking like my core pillars. And even when I'm doing it in business, it's like, what is your mission? Like mm-hmm. you think as a business, you know, entrepreneur, I'm always like, okay, mission, vision statement, those kind of things. I never thought about looking at my own self and doing that type of work. But when I started kind of looking at everything I was doing and like thinking about my own personal brand, everybody has their own personal brand. If you view yourself from that perspective, whether, you know, you are showing up in leadership or for a job or for anything really simply, how do you want to show up? And what are those things that, you know, are going to be your core things that you want to be known for Mm -hmm. and remembered for? So what are those for you as a personal, personal brand? Personal. That's so good. (laughs) You know, I've thought about this a lot lately because, um, I know you probably do this as, as women in leadership, you get asked to lend your voice to lots of things. Yeah. Right. So I'm very careful about what I'm willing to lend my voice to, because I want it to be the things that are most important to me. Yeah. And I want it to be things that glorify God and things that really showcase my talent and who I am. So for me, it's family and it's legacy. Um, and so that's, um, my family of my girls and my husband, yes, but it's expanded so much where, you know, every kid at Christ Haven, I joke with them because I'm like, you're in it with me now. And that (laughs) means a whole lot, right? Like (laughs) you're one of mine. And sometimes that's good. And sometimes that's hard, but like I fight for them. Um, When I first came to Christ Haven, I was given the word roar. And that to me meant like, I'm there to roar on behalf of these kids and these families and like, until they find their voice and I'll use mine. I love right? that. And so that's like, that's why I focus on that. It's what I pour everything into because that's what I've been positioned for uniquely. Right. And I feel like everybody has that. Right. So like lean into it. Like you said, figure it out. What is it for you? Yeah. What's the thing that like, gets that fire that gets that fire exactly yeah and kind of honing in on that that definitely I'm very much because I'm a creative so like I have that left and right brain always kind of flipping back and forth between business and creative and it's very easy I feel like as a creative and many creatives can relate to this you just kind of like follow your heart your passions right and so for a long time I thought that was the key it was like well what are you passionate about and like that's what you pursue and it's like well I mean, sometimes that can be fleeting. And when it gets really hard, like, 
what is what are those core values that you're never going to stray from? Or when it gets hard and you're like in survival mode, like what are the things still that are going to always stick and be true to who you are, no matter what, like they're unwavering conditions. And when I started to kind of do that work, I started to become like very clear. And it also helps steer the path of like, what you say yes to, what you say no to. And, you know, it's with no hard feelings, you can do things confidently and be like, this is an alignment with who I am and this is right. And then this is not right. So it helps kind of steer that path a bit. But it did take me a bit to kind of like separate the two because my whole world was always business. And so I kind of had to develop myself after I developed something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I had to find myself in those pieces because I was a workaholic and I identified with my work and that was it. So easy to do. Yeah. That. But then you, you realize like you are influencing in a way that you don't want oh, to, that so you good. are in alignment with. And I think that was also an interesting turning point for me because how I was showing up and everything, whether it be in social media or how I was showing up for my business, there was this miss like conceived notion of who I was. Mm -hmm. And then I almost felt like I had to show up like that all the time. And I was like, this isn't me. This isn't who I am. And I had to get really clear on who I was before I could really show up as a better leader, as a better business owner and just get very clear. So yeah, that, that work is so important so important, and relatable to all aspects, you know, absolutely of life. So super cool. And so you mentioned that you have, you have two daughters. I do. Teenagers, tween, well, tweenagers, um, eleven and twelve, about to turn thirteen. <laughs> Girl, my my daughter's gonna be ten, and I'm already like experiencing yeah. like uh, we're in for a ride. Yeah, especially <laughs> when you be... see um, the little you in them. Yes, you know you're yeah. like, oh, talk about influence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what's good? What's bad? Well, um, it's different too when you're their mother. Like yes. I feel like when you're the parent, they look at you differently, and it's mm-hmm. like, do you know that like? <laughs> You are so lucky. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's no complete opposite when it's the, your kids. That's you don't right. know anything. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, we're, we're going through that right now. <laughs> Although she is daddy's little girl. So that's good. I'll give her that. But she's very, very close to, to my husband. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I think that's why um, having girls in this stage is so interesting. And I'll tell you, it was um, when my girls were young, like probably three and five years old. Again, a woman um, in my life who had older kids that I would joke a lot and say like, oh, 15 and 17 in my house, that's going to be crazy. And she's like, stop speaking that over them. Why don't you say 15 and 17? Like everything is going to be amazing and they're going to be best friends and we're going to be in sync. And like, that's how life's going to yes. be. Stop speaking that over there. And I was like, oh gosh, I was just joking. But yeah, that's <laughs> right. You're like, wow, I wasn't thinking, thinking that good, deeply. Right? But I look at them and um, you're getting me coming off of like a really intense weekend because uh, I have one that is a competitive cheerleader and one that is a competitive dancer. And we just got done oh, with... Wow. NCA cheer competition this weekend, which is like the largest cheer competition. I was going to say, okay, so nation. so and Texas alone is intense with all Telling sports, you. all everything. Yeah. We're, we're new to this life. We're we're in the soccer world, okay. but same. It's definitely yeah. like a whole nother situation in it's Texas level, when it comes right? to yeah, when it comes to the competition stuff. Yeah, but. I think that's the why I look at these kids and I'm just so inspired by them. Yeah, I'm like to have the. Um, 
just the confidence or at least the willingness to put yourself up on a big stage or out on a field up against the best of the best and like right. dig deep and work hard and the discipline that these kids yeah. have that I did not have. Like, I feel like we're in good hands. I can't yeah. wait to see what they do because I think that when steward correctly, yeah, all the things that they're learning and picking up on and um, I also, I volunteer at our church and uh, we go to Milestone Church, which has Elevate on Wednesday nights, which is the youth group. Yes. Yeah. And I say all the time watching these kids, like, I want to be like them. They're just so brave and yeah. so bold and passionate about what they believe in. Um, and so using that and learning from them and just continuing to be the adults in their lives that are like, man, chase that, chase yeah. that fire. And then they're Stand inspiring us back. So absolutely. Yeah. It comes full circle. It does. I love that. So who as so going back to influence, who, mm-hmm. who influenced you? What were those kind of, what were those moments that were influential in your life that yeah. put you down the path that you, so, I mean, this sounds so, uh, cliche, but my parents were amazing parents. My mom and my dad both taught my brothers and I early on um, to be difference makers, to be the helpers, to Mm -hmm. be disciplined, um, to work hard at what we do. They still do that in our lives. You know, they're proud of us, but they expect a lot out of us. And I think my mom is just is and was so strong, such a strong woman, but such an encourager. Like she was the person, not just for us, but I saw it in her community showed up, right? Like Mm. the neighbor's sick, she's making milkshakes. Like that was (laughs) who she was and who she is. Um, And I think I learned that early on, like that's who I wanted to be. I want to be a helper. So I always said my legacy, right? I want to be the person that hyped you up, that made you feel joyful, that encouraged who you were, that you didn't feel like you were in competition with. Um, and then, you know, fast forward into the corporate world and what was happening and, and being at United Way and the women that I was exposed to, um, there was a woman who was the VP of relations for Chesapeake, uh, Julie Wilson in Fort Worth. And I was so intimidated by her. Like, isn't that always the way? So, like, I feel like when I was younger, I would see these women in leadership, although Back then, there wasn't a lot of women that, like, for me, the whole world of, like, CEO and and dreaming and thinking in that way almost felt very far out. Absolutely. Or far removed. Like, I didn't didn't see that. And then as I got older, I started seeing more and more. And it was. It was so intimidating. Intimidating. Yeah. And then realizing, like, I went to something that she was speaking at. And she's like, if there's someone that you want to be your mentor, just ask. ask. Yes. Just do it. And I was yeah. like, I could never. And two years later, she was my mentor. And she was the one who sat me down and talked to me about- How did you end up connecting with her? Um, Boldly, I think, <laughs> right? right? Like listening to that and hearing her say things like, um, you know, question authority, raise your hand first. Like just listening and thinking like, this woman is someone that I want to be like. Yeah. Um, And then she wound up serving on the United Way board. And because of the position I was in, I, I got to, to spend time with her, with her. Oh, and wow. she still is connected. You see how God me. works like that. He's amazing. Oh, right? I love that. And I think that's it too, right? Like yeah. looking at, looking back and seeing all these opportunities that mm-hmm. I was given. Um, and I think we're all given opportunities, but you've got to be willing to step into that. Yes. Right. And so yeah. when someone says, 
when someone you look up to says, if you want a mentor, ask, like, that's kind of a wink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Start asking. That's when you go, oh, hey. I will, you be yeah. Mentor? Exactly. Um, but then be willing to take that, right? Because yeah. she was one of the ones that would pull me aside after, like, presentations and say, you have this catchphrase, don't use it. You need that honesty, well, That though. was mean, but I never used it again, and that was good for me. Yeah. Um, so she, and then it was just woman after woman that would stand up and teach me things about um, being a mom mm. and a wife and a leader, but just like you said in the beginning, defining what that meant for me yeah, and recognizing that that looks different for everyone. And I think as women who work, sometimes we're looking side to side. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. you have to be like, man, what fills me up? What feels good for me? What's right for my family? And that might look different than Ashley, but it doesn't mean it's not equal. Right. Right. Or it may be your time to shine right now and mine in 10 years or vice versa. But 100%. Like, doesn't matter. Just stay in your lane. Stay focused on what you're supposed to do. Exactly. That was, that was something I kind of got tripped up sometimes when it came to social media and how I share in social media. I felt like I was just like sharing all the things that were happening that were going great, 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 great. And then I was just like, I don't want to put this fictitious perception right. out here that there is a grind going on. Right. Like I was on the floor crying this morning and <laughs> this was not easy, but I got up. And so yeah. I, got, I got to this place of feeling like I wanted to share the authentic process without not being fully out there. And at the same time, like being vulnerable is kind of where the magic happens. Right. And that's where you really do connect with people. And then when you start to be transparent in your process and authentic, not only do people learn, but then they also realize like there is these ups and downs and these different moments that kind of come about and that's okay. Absolutely. Like that's my biggest thing to tell anyone. It's like, it's not going to look perfect. You're going to get there, but you're also going to take 10 steps back in between. Like everybody's journey is different, but like just keep showing up. And so it's going to be hard. And girl, I cried this morning too. And like, (laughs) just keep showing up. And that's like the biggest message for me where I got a little bit tripped up with social media where it's just like, I didn't want it to look unattainable. And at the same time, like, what's the fine line of not fully being so vulnerable that you're just like, yeah. Totally exposed. Exactly. Exactly. Which is always hard. But um, there was this one uh, phrase that just like really resonated with me. And it's a part of um, the eWomen Network. And I got connected with some women in there um, recently. And their whole motto is like, we lift as you climb. And so like, you know what? We're all climbing. We're all climbing in the process. And when you lift along the way, you get that much needed support along the way. And then at the same time, you kind of just people that are still in it, you can reach to or they can reach back. And if anything, that's my biggest message is like, I never want to feel so inaccessible to people that my life might look whatever way on social media, but I still want to, you know, if you're struggling or if you have a question or something, be that person to always like reach back and, you know, they can reach out. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's, um, I tell my girls, social media is everybody's highlight reel. Yeah. Right. Like it's not the everything. It's not, it's not what people think mm-hmm. I laugh and say like to get that picture in front of the Grand Canyon <laughs> of you guys smiling what did I say right like yeah. I was like just act like you like real yeah um, it is such a fine line of like complete vulnerability yeah and good stuff too and I think it's I feel like 
it's okay to celebrate the good, right? And yeah. I try to encourage that in the young people that I have influence over of like, man, when your friend is doing good, stand up and be the loudest one. Yes. Like let her have that. Let him have that, that moment, because you never know yeah. what someone's been walking through. You yeah. never know the behind the scenes, hard work that it took to get there. And, um, it feels really good when you just let yourself be happy with others and not you know, fight against that competition, Yeah, which is really hilarious to hear me say, because my strength finders profile competition is my number one, <laughs> which you know is what? good and bad. I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I'm very competitive, yeah, too. but I will say like, I think I'm what I've, what I've found over the years is back in the day, I was very competitive to anyone else around me. Yes. And then when I switched that, and I started being competitive with myself. Good, yes. It changed the full dynamic That's of right. everything for me in business, in life, in everything. And I didn't have like there was like there's like a chip on your shoulder when you are looking outside of yourself yeah. and thinking everybody's against you or yeah. or whatever that looks like. But there's definitely when you kind of put that towards yourself and like how can I improve from what I did or this experience didn't go so well, what can I learn from it? Sorry. How can I improve the next time so this experience doesn't happen again? Or, you know, going back to business, because that's always where my brain can go, is just like, okay, what were my numbers last year? How can I improve upon that? Mm-hmm. And what does that look like? So yeah, competing with yourself, you're, you're always going to win. That's right. Because you can control what you can control. Yeah, right? absolutely. But you can't control anybody oh, girl. around you. No, yeah. I've tried. <laughs> It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I'm a big, it's like perception is also reality too. So, and everybody's looking from their own lens of perception and that's, that's okay. I had to like get good with that too. And just like everyone's life experiences. And I'm sure like with what you do and the work that you do and the children and different backgrounds and experiences, it's like, you don't realize people's circumstances or what they are either currently trying to overcome or have overcome. And what I've learned if I've learned nothing else starting this podcast, this is our like 23rd episode. That's but crazy. Just, I know. That's awesome. I know. And I'm so excited because I'm like, I did it. I'm finally, I'm yeah, consistent too. So even when it's hard, I'm like, you just got to show up. That's right. But, um, but even just like reflecting on some of the stories of just the different women that have even come on here and just over the years, like everyone, you would never, like everyone's got a story and everybody, yeah, everybody has something that, their own challenge, their own thing that they had overcome. But that also is part of the lens of how they perceive and experience things. And so it's not always something you did. It's just maybe something they're experiencing and going through and, you know, whatever. And that's why you can't always attach to the things outside of you. My perspective is everything. Oh, a hundred percent. And I will say being at Christ Haven, that perspective is a gift. It's been a gift for me. It's been a gift for my girls. It's been a gift to anyone that I bring on the campus. I mean, I'll be honest, when I first started, I thought, how could someone voluntarily give up their child? Right. Right. Like that was something I really had to like think through and process and, and meet with grace. Yeah. Um, And then I started really thinking about it and I thought that's the bravest thing a mom could do or a dad or grandma or whomever, like to be, um, self-sacrificing enough mm, yeah. to truly put the well-being of your child ahead of everything else, ahead of pride, ahead of shame, 
head of guilt, ahead of any of those emotions that are attached and be like, no, this for this season of life is best for my kid. It's best for my family and trusting others to be a part of that. Yeah. And that's huge. That's and huge. I am inspired by that and I admire them. And I wonder if I was in the same situation, if I would be that brave. And I don't know that answer. Yeah. Um, and so I get, I do think perspective and lens changes everything. Yeah. Really does. Definitely. That's amazing. And then so for, are there like programs just like out of curiosity with that process, are there programs that like maybe the parents go through or, you know, do they get also help and resources? Um, is that something you connect them with as well? Yeah. Or? So this is new to us. Um, but one of my favorite things that we're doing, it's our family resource center. We started it three years ago. Um, and it was out of a heart for family. Here's, here's what I know. Our kids, we can give them, provide them, nurture them, do everything they, that we possibly can while they're at Christ even, but they want their family. Yeah. Right. And I want them to have their family. And I dream of a world where there is no place like Christ Haven because families are wholly healed together. Sure. That's what I want. So how do we get on the side of that? How do we start like looking for that solution? So we started our family resource center three years ago, and it's to meet families before and after placement of a child. Okay. So a lot of what we're seeing in Texas is poverty related neglect. And so it's they can't afford their children. They can't feed them. They don't, you know, they're homeless, whatever that looks like. And I want to fix that, right? Like I want, you want to be a mom. You just can't provide groceries. I can do that right? and right. keep your family together. So our family resource center provides meal boxes to families, free counseling services, parenting webinars, and then referrals um, to the moms, dads, caregivers, for whatever it is that they're walking through, whether it's joblessness, homelessness, um, financial insecurity, try to finish their education, whatever that looks like. I love that. We're walking through it. I do too. I really it's like do. really going to like the root, right? It it's like, how do you correct? You could keep putting a Band-Aid, keep That's putting right. a Band-Aid. But That's then right. at the same time, like if you can go to the root of it and then if you can reunite the family sooner, you yes. mitigate, you know, long-term potential right. trauma of the child not having their family, their own personal family. So being able to wrap around them at the end too, right? Like we're in this together. And um, we recently had a family reunify this summer. It was just such an awesome experience. Um, But the mom said to me, she pulled me aside and she's like, listen, Cassie, I was a little girl praying for a village. Mm. And she's like, God gave me the answer to my prayer a generation later with my kids and you're my village. And she's like, it's so humbling to see that answer and to watch that. And I had to fully abandon myself of what I thought I was supposed to do and allow this village in. Um, And she reunified with her kids and she sends us pictures at Christmas and school and we're still a part of their family. And it's, you're like breaking like generational curses. Like that is, I mean, if you can't, if nothing else, like to be a witness to that and to know just the impact in that way is insane because it's just now you just change the trajectory of a family well and as a whole and even getting to know her and and many of the families that we get to know there was so much that she was believing about herself that wasn't true right right and so to be in a position of influence to sit in front of her and say that's not true Mm -hmm. like that's a lie yeah you've been told and I don't know who told that to you but like these are your kids um, you're their mother. You were chosen to do this, and we're going to stand beside you and around you and ahead of you, whatever it takes, 
to help you understand that. Yeah. Um, that's the biggest gift. What I love too about like women um, in general, I feel like when you when you heal a woman, that woman goes and heals like 10 more people. I like agree. the amount of people that one woman can impact, whether it be from the perspective of being a mother, being a sister, being a daughter, like there's just so much reach that can happen there yeah. when you do you know, help a woman from that perspective. I used to do a lot of work with um, the women in domestic abuse shelters. Mm-hmm. And like, even just with the background of what I do in the beauty industry, it's what I love about, you know, the beauty industry can kind of seem so vain and that, you know, people are worried about their hair and their appearance and how they look, but you don't realize how much that can impact a person and how they feel about themselves. And it's not even just a vain aspect. If it's just a matter of just like self-worth, like witnessing that piece of it in my industry and just being behind the chair. It's why 21 years later, I try to retire here all the time. (laughs) I always say I'm retiring. I'm retiring. Glad you have it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I always say I'm going to retire, but I always go back to it because I, I genuinely just love that process of what that does for a woman. And the women that I worked with in the shelters and we worked with homeless women and just like those little simple things and like a nice outfit, mm-hmm. uh, just something of like that they can have their own mm-hmm. and just have their own piece of themselves to change that for somebody is incredible. So I can't even imagine at the level of doing it for their children yes. and what that looks like and how, you know, just changing those little tweaks and you have that little word of encouragement. And some of these women too aren't exposed right. to these conversations That's and right. to this way of thinking. What seems simple to you and I it's just not. And it's, it's a different, it's a different, um, perspective that can be changed. And if you just show up for, for them. So, so I love your heart in doing that and showing up and giving back. And, um, so with that, we're, we have about, we have nine more minutes. I, our video, our video went off. I think our video went off. (laughs) So we're going to keep rocking with the audio, but, um, but no worries. So we'll, we'll get some good clips, some good social media clips. I like it. Um, so in the last part of our podcast, we always kind of just like, what are the lasting, you know, thoughts or impressions, or what is something that you feel like, you know, if people just knew this, that's, you know, whether it be like, your core belief or whatever it is, like what's that messaging that you feel like is uh, impactful for someone to maybe take away from this conversation? So I think um, my heart right now and everything that I'm just thinking about is being really mindful and intentional Mm. about who you are, um, how you want to impact and influence others. And I think that starts at home but I think it bleeds into so much else. And I ask myself a lot, like, if my mother was listening right now, would she be proud? <laughs> right? like, if she saw this, would I yeah. get the Cassie D? Or um, would she be proud of what I'm saying? And, and now as a mom with my girls, like, yeah. am I being who I want them to be? Mm. Um, our kids are listening. Oh gosh, yes. They're watching. Yeah. Um, and I see this a lot on social media play out where I'm like, man, if the adults would act better, yeah, the kids sure would. Right. And I feel yeah. like we have a responsibility to be the grown-ups right now and to um use our influence in a way that is good and that is empowering. And I women in particular, I want us to just get out of each other's way. Oh, girl. 
Um, yes. Right? I and do this thing when I feel it. I got to <laughs> snap. Yes. Yes. Um, I have, even driving over here, I have this group of women that I met through um, my girls' activities that have just become my hype squad, right? And I'm yeah. like driving over here and they're like, you've got this. You're amazing. You'll crush <laughs> it. And I'm like, how lucky am I yeah. that I'm just driving to do a fun podcast with Ashley and I don't even feel stressed out about it. And they're already surrounding me with like affirmation and I want to be that. And so I would say lasting stuff, like be that for other people and find it for yourself. Mm. And I also tell my girls all the time, like choose the people who choose you back. Oh, I love that. Right. Like if they're not choosing you back, Unless the Lord has like really prompted your heart that you're supposed to be in this person's life. Yeah. Choose the ones who choose you back and you know the difference. You feel the difference, right? Like you tried friends that you were like working so hard to be friends with that person. And um, and then you have the ones that you're just like, this is family. But you know what's so funny is that you do always like I feel like sometimes there's a tendency that happens where it's like the the ones that you just know are always going to be there. It's not that you take advantage, uh-huh. but you just kind of like, you, you, you're like, okay, they'll, they'll, they'll always be, be there. Yes. They'll always be there. Yeah. So you don't always nurture those relationships sure. the same way. I had a conversation with a friend about that. And like that can happen over time or whatever people change, things transition. And then, but we always make a point to kind of like connect again and just check back in and Cause it's so easy, especially when you're like perceived as like a strong woman, she's right. got this, right. like, you know, but at the same time, you typically most women that are strong had to overcome some things. Right. Check on your strong friends. Che- check on your strong <laughs> friends. Right. Make sure they're all right. Cause nobody's usually checking on That's her right. and it's yeah. so true. So we forget to nurture those relationships. And, um, so I love that. Choose the people that choose you back. Yeah. That's, that's actually, that's powerful. I like that. I like that. And we do, we get in our own way sometimes. And I think a piggyback on top of that is, um, you know, not getting in our own way, but on top of that, like a lot of times it's really, again, going back to our perceived, like if you are getting in your own way, what is going on there? Like what is something within your own self that you have to like come and check? And my, my relationship actually as a believer is somewhat new in that relationship of going to him. Yeah. And I've learned to just do that and check in. And so having that, like, you know, comfort comfortability can't say the word of just checking with in your within yourself That's and right. just like if you are feeling some type of way, like right. what's coming up for you and why? Yeah. And a lot of times it's not necessarily what they're doing; it's what you're, you know, attaching to That's personally. Right. So. Because you can't control others, right? Yeah, can't control others. You can only control yourself. Careful what you ask for, right? But like often I say, okay, Lord, like exposing me Mm. what needs to be exposed. And I'm like, oh, man, I really don't want to work on that. Just kidding. Not today. Not that one. That was the one we were going to hide. Yes. Uh, But yeah, you don't get to choose. Check it on yourself. Yeah. And figure out what's stopping you um, and surround yourself with women, men, people, influences that will check you to yeah and say like that's not true to who ashley is that's not true to who cassie is i love that. um that's important that's yes. your influence that is your influence and everyone around you and then and then checking on the things you're listening to that's right and like this podcast keep listening to this podcast that's so right. we can keep pouring into <laughs> you and uh that's why i started doing this to begin with because it was just like i wanted to to have um more conversation beyond just a a, a post 
on social media, right? And just bring different conversations, different backgrounds. I think the coolest thing is there's so many different experiences and different backgrounds. And when you hear that, there's like a sense of like, you'll find relatability somewhere in something. And connection is so, so important to stay connected. And And uh, check on your strong friends. Yes. yes. Today. Today. Here's your reminder. <laughs> check, right. on, check on your strong friends. I'm looking at the camera. I don't even know if the camera's on now. But um, all right, cool. Well, thank you so much thank for coming you. in and chatting with me and uh, kicking it. Um, is there any last um, details about maybe Christhaven? Um, how can we learn more about Christhaven yes. and, and the work that you're doing over there? Absolutely. So we've got um, actually a Lunch and Learn coming up in March, March 29th. So if you've never been on campus, you can come and have lunch Sweet. with us and tour one of our houses. It's really fun, but it fills up fast. So if you want to do that, sign <laughs> up. Um, I always check out our website, Christhaven.org. There's tons of stuff on there. Um, if you want to use your influence for good, we always need mentors, people yeah. that want to come and pour in. And I always say that if whatever your gift is, whatever your prompting is, I promise I need it. <laughs> I promise our kids need it. Um, so come check us out at Christhaven.org and get plugged in with us and our kids. And I promise you, um, it will be a blessing and a gift to you for sure. I love it. It's It's got a whole energy too in that space. Yeah. So. I'm excited. We're going to go out. We're going to do some drone footage. We're going to do some things. So, so fun. I can't, can't wait, wait to go and tour it. All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much. And again, thank you guys for listening. It's always a pleasure to come and bring these stories and bring these different women from different walks of life and different experiences so we could all learn from each other because as we climb, we lift. And that is what it's all about. So again, thank you guys for listening and stay tuned till next time. Bye. Thanks for kicking it with me until the end. If this episode inspired you, share it with a friend because when we learn, we live and we can all use a pick-me-up. I would love to see if you benefited or enjoyed this episode. Use the hashtag beauty behind chaos podcast. See you next time, beauty.